Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today you'll hear a conversation I had with Aaliyah about tarot and numerology, but also about just appreciating all the little magic that's in the world. Aaliyah has such a joyful and fun energy. I love chatting with her and I really think that you will enjoy this interview too. Just a heads up, we recorded this back in December, so you'll hear me reference a date for the numerology and just know that that's why we're talking about December, not March when you're listening to this. I also just want to put a little warning up front here that we do briefly discuss drugs and suicide. If that's not something that you feel ready to listen to today, you can skip the first three-ish minutes of the episode. And finally, before we get into the episode, you can still win a free reading from me And here's how you enter to win. One, leave a review of the podcast, a written review. Two, screenshot that written review and email it to me with the subject line review entry to openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com. And that is it. You could be entered to win a free reading from me. All right. Enjoy the episode. Today we're welcoming Aaliyah. Aaliyah is a witch with a passion for healing and finding your own inner source of power. She believes tools such as numerology, tarot, and crystals can help us to see our potential obstacles or gifts in life and can help us celebrate and mend our path ahead. A heaping dose of humor throughout it all doesn't hurt either. Aaliyah, welcome to Opening the Door. Hello. Thank you so much. Yeah, so happy to have you here to discuss, you know, your journey, you know, with all things spiritual and and how you got to where you are today. So Let's start with that. Tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you sort of get started with tarot, your spiritual journey, and, you know, numerology, all the cool things that you've got going on now? Yeah, it started when I was actually really, really young. Um, It's a very full, very heavy, very exciting kind of journey. I mean, it started very simply. I was five or six years old, and my mom would always get Mademoiselle, or cosmopolitan and flip to the back and start with our horoscopes. She always had a little stack of them and she would uh, get books and, oh, let's, what's your number? Let's look at your number. And we had heard, or I'd heard that there were rumors that, you know, some of our aunts and my great grandmother, you know, practiced or had certain abilities, but it was very hush hush. And you never knew if it was true. Turns out it was. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, even as a little girl, I think I was probably five or six years old when I first started reaching out to the dead. <laughs> wow. Um, so, I mean, I had my dolls, sure, but I was also playing with ghosties. Our house actually was situated behind three cemeteries. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of like tucked in, nice little cozy nook behind some graveyards. And so I'd go over there and talk with them. In middle school, you know, I was given my first book of, you know, astrology, things about numerology and deciphering your birthday and got a Ouija board, magic eight ball, all of that. So it was just part, you know, at that time, just kind of fun and more curiosity, but it was a part of my life. You know, I even asked my principal in elementary school if I could do horoscopes in the morning. You know, with the morning announcements, like, oh, while we're doing Pledge Allegiance and the menu, could I read horoscopes? That actually happened. They kind of looked at me and that was a resounding new. Um, Shame. Shame. (laughs) But I mean, that's when it started. And you and I kind of talked very briefly through email about certain things. Mm -hmm. And for me to just put it 
this way. My, my childhood was incredibly difficult. So I connected more with those that were dead than those were alive. And it led to some very traumatic events, um, some very heavy drug use. At one point, I, I was suicidal. But during the midst of all of that, I actually started to hear voices and sense spirit very, very clearly. And there was still a part of my brain that was saying, you're hallucinating. You haven't slept in three days. You've been doing a lot of drugs, but it was so apparent what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I, in the midst of all of that, I grabbed some crystals at a local metaphysical shop and really started focusing all my attention on that. I was a hairstylist. So while my clients were processing I would read their tarot cards. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I would do their numbers and read their tarot cards. And it was, it was just kind of, you know, for fun, whatever, a redirective energy. Um, but it was during quarantine when the salon closed down that I had to find a way to make ends meet. And I just had this aha moment. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm coming out of the broom closet. And that's when I created Mazel Tarot and Divination. Love it. So it was just for just to kind of help make ends meet at that time. But I got super duper heavy into it out in the open, no shame, no secret. And I haven't looked back and I didn't go back to the salon. I love that. <laughs> so cool. I love, well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your story and the, like, you know, some of the details of it, mm -hmm. that type of stuff can be really hard to share. And I think parts of your story that really stuck out to me is I love that you had such exposure to this stuff so young. I feel like that hopefully gave you like some solace and some of the really tough stuff that you were going through and gave you sort of a magical moment in, in those really hard times. And I love also touching on, you know, the drug use and stuff like you were having these experiences, but even after, obviously you're not, I mean, I don't want to assume anything, but no. <laughs> like, you know, after, <laughs> after that heavy like, coming out of that, you're yeah. still having these spiritual experiences. You're still connecting in that way. And I think that's just a great, a great thing to note within your story is yes, you can tell yourself like, oh, it's because of this or this or that. But even when you come out of those types of moments, you're still having those experiences, which is a really cool part of your story. So thank you. And yeah. honestly, they started when I was probably about four. And I used to record spirits in my bedroom. I had this little brown tape recorder and it was like Fisher Price, record your world. And I would record them before I knew what like MVPs or anything were, or EVPs, like any of that. It wasn't, you know, Zach Bangins wasn't a show in 1984. Yeah. But I would record it and play for my parents and they would, you know, kind of make excuses. Well, I found out that our house in fact was haunted you know, as an adult. Um, and then even during my drug use, which I've been clean eight years now, I would remember that. I'm like, no, I am hearing something. I am seeing these things. I am hearing these things. And then, you know, now, although I have to say with the drug use, I think I was a little more open, but I also have a toddler now and we're not doing that. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to kind of channel that and keep part of that open without being fully blown open and vulnerable at all times right. to channel that and use that when I need to turn it on. And sometimes, you know, this house is active too. When we moved in. Um, my son sees them and hears them. My daughter hears them. 
Um, my husband sometimes will, so they like to hang. But yeah, it it was definitely I think in 2012 when I was at my my lowest but most open. I think that was kind of the turning point where I was like, I can do something with this. Yeah. And as yeah. crazy as it sounds, I kind I'm thankful to the drugs um, that it put that in my head and I was able to use that and just very slowly and unexpectedly work to, you know. 2022 now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think it's awesome that you can be grateful for every part of your story. So very cool. The crystals, the tarot, the numerology, the divination period got me through when nothing else did. And I can say that that was like the best form of therapy for me. Yeah. So cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) So let's get into tarot a little bit. How do you use Uh, what's your favorite way to use tarot cards daily as needed? Like how do you yourself in your own practice use them? I used to use them daily. And then it was several times a day and it was just trying to get the answer I wanted. If I'm being perfectly honest, I'd be like, let me get a clarifier. Okay. It's been a few hours. Let me pull that again. Now it's more just as needed, but I'm kind of, you know, whenever I need something now, I meditate. I sit with my crystals and I meditate. So mostly tarot And Oracle, I love working with Oracle. I will do for clients and as needed, if I'm feeling called to it, I'll pull something for myself. But it's not daily, twice a day, three times a day, quite anymore. I would say it's weekly. Um, If I'm doing a reading for someone, I might just kind of be like, hey, one for me too, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And just do a little check-in, you know what I mean? But it, it definitely helped. That catapulted, you know, everything else. That was the door. That was the gateway drug to everything else was my little tarot deck that I got yeah. in 1998. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, tarot can definitely be that. I think it's like a really cool tool that feels like a little, to me, like it was one of the first tools that I got to. Like it, it feels, it feels like a nice safe tool almost, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are some of your favorite cards in, in the tarot? Like what cards resonate with you the most or what do you love to see maybe when you're reading other people? I love seeing the magician. The magician, I'm, I'm not sure if this is super cliche, but to me, I love the way he's pointing up and down. He's pointing at heaven, he's pointing at the ground, and he's meeting the two in the middle. And he's literally got everything, just like we all do, right in front of him. It's just a matter of putting them in use. So the magician and the empress. Ooh. I love the empress. Oh, oh, she's like my Beyonce of cards. And I'm like, (laughs) I love that. I love Um, that. She like the magician just is capable of anything. She's so creative. She's so abundant. She's so just flowing. Like, let's just see where this goes. Like, let's see what happens. They're a little razzle dazzle. And so when I see her and the magician come up, especially together, I, it's not uncommon for me to like scream and cheer during a reading. It's, it's very rambunctious, but <laughs> love that. I those two more than anything. And that's a really good question, but I, I have to say, yeah, magician and, and empress, they just feel cool. good. So with your readings, what kind of, what are your sort of favorite types of readings to do? Do you like to read for love, career, family? Like when somebody comes to you, what's, what makes you go like, Ooh, yeah, I can't wait to, can't wait to see what comes up for this. I don't really have a favorite. Um, more often than not, 
I will have people that want to just do more of a freestyle with me. And I will just start by pulling a couple Oracle cards. I like to read Oracle and tarot together and just get the vibe and then get some details on the messages. But I like to see where it goes. And when I start getting one direction, then we'll, we'll go with that one. But very rarely will I get somewhere that's focusing on just one thing yeah. um, as far as a tarot reading. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk numerology. I think, you know, that's something that we have, we've touched on lightly in some other episodes, but I'd love to sort of get a better, a better handle on it for listeners. So for, yeah. what would be your definition of numerology and how it's used basically in a reading? So I like to explain numerology as sort of a blueprint for your life. It is great as a predictive tool, but it can help you. And this is why I love it. It can help you understand yourself and the people in the world around you. If there's somebody that you're loving, numerology can tell you why. If there's someone that you're just kind of like, oh, you know, not really vibing with, it can tell you why. It can look at the energy of a home, your place of mm -hmm. business, somebody's name, just the vowel of their name. I mean, it can help you make some kind of harsh feeling, maybe a little bit of anger or resentment become compassion just because you're able to now see who someone truly is, look at their karmic history, look at what they're living with or living through in that moment, what they might be coming up against, who they're, you know, all of that. And so when you're able to get that information, first of all, of somebody's name and birthday, even just a few little details, you can see beyond what this person is presenting you. And of course you can look at compatibility, but I've used it on my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And just like that, there was no more, you know, hurt and anger. I'm like, I see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. I see you. And that's what I love. It's almost to me, it's, it might even be comparable to a palm reading because okay. you're born with the name you're born with the birthday. And of course those, the name can change, but that sets you up at least for a big portion of your life and who you are at the core you know mm, and that's what I love is yeah. understanding people yeah it sounds like it gives sort of an explanation for mm -hmm. you know some things in your or somebody's life who maybe they're rubbing you the wrong way let's get into the mechanics a little bit so how does it work once you have somebody's mm -hmm. let's say like birthday I don't mm -hmm. know if, do you need first and last name like what's the what mm -hmm. do you need and then what are are you doing calculations like yeah. what are what are what are the things that you're looking at Girl, let me, people aren't listening to be able to see this, but this is my index box okay, cool. of people that I've read for. I, you know, can do just a birthday. That'll give me a little bit of information. If I calculate someone's birthday, that's their life path. That's basically the life and their path that they are meant to follow. But if I get somebody's full birth name, first middle name, if they have one last name, then I can look at their destiny, their soul their personality, the maturity, you know, all of that. I can get their karmic information. What are they paying off from the past life? What are they here to learn this life? Ah, I just, I love numerology. It's just, yeah. even though I hated math growing up, I never thought I would love working with math-based divination this much. Ooh, yeah, that's so yeah. cool. I never thought of it like that, math-based divination. Really mm -hmm. cool. So, okay, let's say somebody's born tomorrow. 
So that would be like December 8th, 2022. I don't have to get my calculator. <laughs> they're given a name. This is you. Yeah. I don't think you'll need your calculator, but I am curious. Like, mm-hmm. let's say they're given a name. We'll just yeah. use Haley as an example. Maya. Yeah. So they're, mm-hmm. they're named Haley. Like mm-hmm. how, I don't know. Do you feel that their name was almost predetermined to fit within their numerology? Does that question make sense? That's or? an amazing question. And I have done newborn numerology reports just to give the parents the information about what this little being is going to be like and how they can better support this little bitty person. So that is a great idea that maybe this name was already predetermined, but with numerology, you can pick a name that has and carries a certain vibration that will give this person certain abilities, certain tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I never thought of that. Yeah, wow. oh, I just gave myself chills. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I love it. That's really, really cool. I, I love what you're talking about. Now I, I feel like I need to get myself a numerology reading because I'm like, ooh, I want to know. Like, I want to okay. know my past and my karmic stuff and like all of that. Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. cool. So does numerology sort of fit in with astrology at all? Where does it fit mm-hmm. within tarot also since mm-hmm. we're talking about tarot? Maybe astrology, because it almost sounds like, it almost sounds like you're reading a birth chart. Sort of. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same. Now, I have to say, while I love astrology, it, astrology, it's probably my weakest point, but you can use numerology, just the basic numbers, to help with intuitive reading in tarot because you have the little numbers across the top. And when you have the fundamental meanings of what these numbers mean, then you can look at the tarot card or the oracle card and be like, oh, okay, it's, you know, this. This is what this yeah. means. Oh, six of, of cups. Okay, six is the number of domestic energy, family, you know, home. And then you have the six of cups, which is, you know, childhood memories, things like that. So an emotional kind of card. So you can help by knowing basic numbers do more of an interpretive reading without maybe fully understanding or memorizing, which I don't love to memorize, but memorizing the meaning of the card. Yeah. So I tend to go more, and and I teach as well, uh, more of the intuitive side of tarot. And then that can help people build their own sort of deep knowing, open up themselves to more psychic knowing and be more intuitive and more of an empath. And so that's kind of how I roll with it. So it sounds like each number carries, or maybe one through 10, I'm guessing carries a meaning or like a house almost a bundle of meanings does that sort of is that correct or kind of so numerology is actually one through nine and then you have master numbers 11 22 44 I'm going to say 44 not everybody acknowledges that but then it's the same with the letters the alphabet you can do one through nine one is a two is b three is c and all of those things will carry their own energy and when you mix it all up together and create a name a house number a phone number you a birth or a a birth name then that in itself will kind of create sort of a little birth chart a plan for someone's life and yeah it's it's kind of kooky it's crazy and I do have people that will come to me and be like what energy does this name carry and sometimes it's just a matter of switching the letters Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to get started in numerology, like they're listening and they're like, wow, this sounds really cool. I want to learn more about how did you get to learning all of this? And what are some mm-hmm. tips that you would have for somebody who's like, yeah, I want to, I want to start learning 
Oh, well, first of all, they can come to me. And awesome. take my we love that. Program. I have the Mazel Way of Life program where I, I teach various forms of divination, focusing heavily on numerology. But for me, you know, it started again back in elementary school with my mom just sitting there in front of her fireplace with these books that she would have like stacks and stacks and stacks. And she would go to this little bookstore on Broadway in Alamo Heights and find a lot of really cool metaphysical books. And there was a, another place in town, I um, can't remember what it was called, it closed down. But that's how I got started. But really, it's just, I mean, you could Google this as well. And it's just a matter of maybe even if you have a little booklet that comes with your tarot cards, recognizing a pattern with the numbers, not just the suits themselves. Or you can go to, you know, your, your bookstore and find books on it. I think there's one that's like numerology for dummies or something. I mean, they're there out go. there. It's <laughs> out there. It absolutely is. But, you know, you could always come to me too. <laughs> I love that. We'll plug it for sure. Very cool. I, yeah, that it's numerology is something that I really pretty much know nothing about. But as you're talking about it, it's very exciting. So super cool. I think it is too. So I'm assuming you've done your own numerology for yourself when you did that did you feel like you looked at it and you were like yeah this makes sense and is that the general I guess like consensus with people that you you know read with numerology or however you want to say it so more often than not yes they're just like oh my god but there's a lot of people that will maybe uncover some what they deem is unpleasant or unfavorable or something they're trying to maybe avoid or not work on and they'll just say, I don't understand. This makes no sense. I don't understand this. What do I do with this? For me, there were things that made sense, but there were things that I felt really ashamed about in my, in my report. And I broke down crying when I read mine, especially when I got to my karmic numbers. There's even some things coming up in my life in the next few years that I am absolutely terrified to go through and my my husband and I talk about it and he's just like don't don't read my numbers and don't do my numbers mm. um so we're just both kind of enjoying the moment now because these things that are coming up are a little scary because we're not really sure what this entails but for me we, at least we know something and then we can be ready for it and we can right. enjoy the time now and whatever it looks like, if it's worst case scenario or just a little, oh, that's all that was. And, you know, we knew and we're ready yeah. and whatever happens will happen. And I've, I've got my crystals and I'll just cry and hang on to them and <laughs> <laughs> scream into the void. That's all we can be do. Fine. It'll be yeah. fine. What are, so speaking of crystals, you just held up a beautiful one. What are some of your favorite, your favorite crystals to work with? Celestite. I love Celestite. Of course, you know, she connects you to the vine, to to the the angels. She's very just heavenly and light and soothing and dreamy. And something I never thought I would get into are clear quartz. I'm not sure why I just wasn't ever like, oh, okay, it's not basic, but I am absolutely <laughs> obsessed with them now. Probably if you ask me now, those and Labradorite are probably my top three. Cool. 
I love mm-hmm. that. I love hearing everybody's sort of favorites. I feel like everybody either like works with them differently or just has mm-hmm. different favorites for different reasons. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's so cool to see what people like for their own energy. I yeah. like that a lot. So what's yours? Do you have favorites? You know what? Right now I really love anything third eye connected and anything mm-hmm. grounding. So like sort of like the two. So like I love right now black tourmaline, obsidian, yeah. things like that. I do have a smoky quartz um mm-hmm. that I use like when I do readings and then you know what you might be able to identify this one for me I really like this one and I don't really you know it's probably really hard for that me looks see. like a lapis lazuli it's kind okay. of dark that's, but that looks like a lapis lazuli yeah that's what I thought so I am loving this one too right yeah now, which apparently is good you know that type of stuff so I have one in my pillowcase <laughs> Ooh, nice. yes I put a couple in there and I switch them out oh another one is is a uh, selenite I have to throw oh, in a selenite yeah Yeah, that was Uh one of my first ones. My husband was in San Diego for work and he went into this crystal shop and was like, whoa, there's so many crystals. And he (laughs) like sent me a Snapchat or a picture. And I was like, can you buy me one of those selenite wands, please? And so he brought me back a selenite. It was so nice. So I have a big, Mm -hmm. a big, like long selenite next to my table too. We have one in every room. Yeah. Once I found out what they did, we put them in every freaking room by our beds in the pillowcases we have a huge it must be about six pounds of a log a duraflame log of a selenite in that's so cool oh my gosh that's amazing (laughs) so she just kind of permeates like a wi-fi extender throughout the house i love that oh my gosh yeah i do i have to say like i love all my palm stones and my little but i would love Mm -hmm. to have next on my list is like a chunkier big chunk yeah. you know yeah something with some meat to her <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> something that I've sort of been thinking about since you started telling your story at the beginning is sort of this you know like there was talk in your family that your grandmothers or your great-grandmother had practiced and I'm wondering now that you're doing this so freely and so openly on the internet and you know yes. on this podcast and stuff like yes how do you feel about that in connection with this past that you know about Mm-hmm. So there was, like I said, there was so much shame, but I, I think part of the reason is their practices aired more on the darker side. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I think they did things more as an act of vengeance, retribution, anger, things like that. They tend to go a little more, mm, but mm-hmm. I think with my great granny, she could see me now she would be stoked I actually have her cauldron that my aunt gave me (laughs) I was like okay so Shirley confirmed this is real and she's like she said yes your granny used to do um coffee grounds tea leaves palms crystal ball tarot for the neighborhood like she would take care of them and she was a nurse healer so people would come to her house and that was a little side gig she had so I think I am probably the first in the family to do something based with love and not as I'm going to put you in your place. Like it's, if somebody wrongs someone, I send them love. I I don't, (laughs) 
I don't hex them. Right. <laughs> wow. What a story. Uh, that's again, thank you so much for sharing. I feel like I'm just seeing you are breaking the generational yes. shit, you know, like, I like I'm not going to respond that way. Like I'm going to respond mm-hmm. with love. And I think that is just really cool. So good for thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody had to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it was you. And that I love okay. that. <laughs> That's no really, more really cool. Of 15, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. So let's get into sort of the nitty gritty of when you read somebody, what are some mm-hmm. of the things that you do to prepare for a reading? Oh, it's a whole process. I actually thought about recording it and posting it and sharing it. I need about 20 minutes prior. I light incense. I have Florida water. I will douse the space and myself in. I sit with my crystals. I talk with what I call my spirit team, my spirit crew. I say, hey, I'm going to be reading for this person. Um, Please support me. Please guide me. And then I call the person in that I'm reading for, their higher self, their spirit crew. I bless the cards. I bless my desk. I bless my space. It's a, it's a thing. But like, (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I'm working before I work. It feels good because it gets me in the zone. It opens me up and ensures I'm protected. And whoever I'm reading for is protected. Then I kind of bubble that out. So whoever is in our proximity affected by involved in what have you is also also protected and I just ask for guidance like it's it's a big to do but at least I'm I'm here and I'm doing it you know yeah (laughs) totally I love the idea in that practice of yours to invite their the person you're reading for higher self I think that's really really cool when you said that I was like ooh, I love that idea that's really cool I want to make sure that we get a good connection and I call him and I'm like hey we're gonna look into some stuff I I hope you're okay with that come sit with me like I I talk to them just like I'm talking to you it's it's so not mysterious or romantic or anything I'm like hey boo come in like I'm literally talking I'm like I'm talking to you really cool (laughs) what about after a reading is finished after somebody's you know logged off of zoom or walked out Mm -hmm. of wherever you're reading like what's what are some things that you do to to break down I guess yeah um well I use my selenite wand and I do like a clean sweep I'll actually do that before the reading too so like anything any schmutz energetically or that I'm feeling that's like hanging around I do that with the space I will do it again after the reading spritz again with Florida water after the reading I always have a candle like I have a candle burning right now actually just for the good good and I will thank the person, their higher self, their spirit team that I read for, thank mine. I will thank them for the guidance, for the messages, for the opportunity, the space. And then I'll just say, Hey, you know, I'm going to close it down. I'll just clock it out and I'll blow up my candle and that'll be it. Love it. (laughs) I think the, the importance of a like opening and closing ritual, Mm -hmm. I think is so, so important. Yeah. It's definitely made a difference. I, I didn't always do that. And when I didn't, our house was just full of spirits, but we even had like yeah. a ghost hunting team come in and we had 13, 13 or 14 different ghosts in our house. And I that like, is a lot like... of excess energy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and my son was a wee baby at the time and he was not sleeping yeah. at all, at all. So one of the things we tell him is when a spirit is in his room, he tells him like, I need to go to sleep why don't you go to sleep too? And that usually like solves the problem, but yeah, it's very important that you, you shut it down. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> good, 
good, strong boundaries mm-hmm. is, I think, important in this work and yeah. in life in general, but especially, in, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they, they like to hang out and, and kind of creep on you and watch and get involved. Yeah, that, <laughs> and they want to get their messages through. Like, it's, yeah. there's, there's so much out there, you know? Yeah. So when you started doing this out in the world, 2020, what was sort of the general reaction from your family, from friends, from your former coworkers, maybe? So with my coworkers and most of my friends, they weren't really surprised. They didn't take it seriously. And a lot of them still don't, you know, they, I don't think they fully understand how invested I am, you know, in this, and this is my career now. Family, this is another, this is an old can of worms. Um, Some of them were really supportive and some of them are like, yes, this is you. And this makes sense. I come from a, I was raised Catholic. And so that, that also tells why there was so much secrecy in some of the practices. But then when I was 11, I found out I was adopted Mm -hmm. and my biological dad is actually Jewish. And so there was a lot of just like, "Mm, I, I don't know about, but more often than not, if somebody didn't support, they, they stayed fairly quiet. There was only a couple times that things were said. I think the saving grace, not saving grace is people think, oh, Aaliyah's being silly. You know, Aaliyah's a little kooky. That's cute. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, yeah, look at me, look at me go. But I'm like, okay, no, this really is very serious. This feels right. This is definitely what I was called to do. And even when I read my numerology report, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so aligned. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Like, look, it's right here. You can't judge me. No, this is the proof. <laughs> I have it. It's in writing with my with my little like grippy pencil. More often than not, it was it was accepted. It was welcomed. It was I'm not going to say celebrated, but they're like, okay, cool. The side note to that is, it's not typically taken very seriously, especially because I am I, I do crack a lot of jokes. I am very silly. I don't have like. I mean, I wear a lot, of, a lot of black and gray, but I have a neon moon behind me. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> I'm very yeah. silly. So I think that also kind of adds to the, oh, it's just Aaliyah being Aaliyah and kooky thing. Right. She's so crazy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which it's true, but not about this. <laughs> right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Why do you think intuitive work, numerology, tarot, all of this this stuff, why do you think it is important? Because it allows you to sort of, I guess as a cliche, but hold up a mirror and kind of see things that don't readily come to the surface for you to process or think about or even acknowledge. And when you have something physical in front of you that you can look at and work with, then it can kind of just show you, hey, this is what's going on in your life. Hey, this is what's on your mind that maybe you're pushing down and we need to talk about. Also, just those tools, just even the idea of thinking about it means that you're opening up when you're open and you start paying attention to those signs and acknowledging the synchronicity. It's not just, oh, I'm coinking. That's going to open you up even more. And I think by being open and being receptive and allowing yourself to feel the little nuances, um, the vibrations of others, the, the things that can be felt but not seen are somehow understood, but not proven, it just, it provides a gentleness and that gentleness makes you soft, more receptive. And then, then again, you're just more open to all these little divine interventions and blessings and 
abilities and you know experiences with spirit and your higher self and the divine and the universe and the you know. <laughs> yeah all that stuff boom 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 yeah. like yeah and it totally. just compounds and it can be one little bitty thing carrying a rabbit's foot like we all did in the 80s what was that <laughs> that's that's opening yourself up right there picking yeah. up a penny for good luck what is that it's opening yourself up. It doesn't have to be, you know, tarot and crystals and numerology and all that. That definitely helps. But people are doing it without even realizing it. And yes. then when they have these experiences, like, nope, 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 not doing it. That's not happening. And they shut it down. Yeah. If we just opened up, man, think about how yeah. many people you'd have on your podcast. <laughs> right. Exactly. I feel like that's part of the goal of the podcast is like, mm-hmm. let's get everybody yeah opening up you know yeah and I think you're so right like there's so many little things in our American culture and beyond that are little magic things like the phrase third time's a charm or yeah like picking the rabbit's foot picking up a penny like all of these things these little things are little witchy moments in in everybody's life that everybody's just being a little baby witch they just don't know (laughs) exactly and it's all those little baby magic moments that build and build and build and if you're open and receptive and you kind of keep going with them you have no choice but to become this yeah gestures vaguely this (laughs) (laughs) yes so do you have any tips for any first tarot beginners and then maybe numerology beginners as well what are some of your number one tips to sort of get this working in their own intuitive practice yes definitely you know skim through the book the little booklet that comes with your tarot card skim through the little book that you pick up at the store but pay attention to the details on the card when you stop trying to memorize the meaning and you look at the card and you create a little picture book, a little story, and you have fun and make up what you see in those cards, that will enhance your intuition. It, it just does. And the same with numbers. If you choose to pay attention to the numbers, if you choose to recognize the patterns, if you choose to stop and make sense of what you're seeing, Again, that's going to open you up. There's, I'm sorry, but there's just too much logic in this world. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm kind of with you on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's and it's get, just, let's get yeah. wispy and magical. Again. <laughs> yeah, let's, I like, let's get wispy tonight, you guys. Um, no, it's just about trusting what you see and hear and feel. It's trusting that your first thought is correct. And by the way, that first thing that pops in your head when you have a hunch, when you have an inkling, when you have a moment, that's usually your spirit team, an angel, your higher self coming through to deliver a message. And then boom, your logical side, your grounded, whatever, or in the kicks in and discounts that. But if we just let ourselves believe us, it's yeah. only going to open you up. Yes. Plug. I hope you're listening. This is for you. Plug back in to mm-hmm. yourself and your intuition just believe yourself believe yourself yeah it's like that's the first step one easy like yeah. the easiest little step you know yeah, yeah. I love that thank you mm-hmm. so much for reminding us of that because yeah I I agree there needs to be sort of we need to plug back in a little mm-hmm. bit into our gut and ourselves and like yeah. all of that so yeah I'm not sure when we started distrusting ourselves so much and when intuition and gut feelings became almost silly yeah. I, I don't understand I don't understand yeah it. you know that's <laughs> such a good question when 
when did that start to happen? Such mm-hmm. I have I don't have the answer, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to think about it a little bit because that's yeah. really that's a really let me Google it. <laughs> yeah, when did this? <laughs> when did we all stop trusting ourselves? <laughs> I think that might be part of the answer right there. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Google. <laughs> hey Siri, what's wrong with me? No, I'm <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, it's been so fun having you on. I have one last question for you. Yeah. What can somebody who's listening right now do in their daily life to open their door up to their natural intuitive abilities? Just believe. Just Take a silly little moment and believe, just believe in something, put on a song that makes you feel tingly, put something on that makes you feel empowered. Just believe that there is magic. And when you see something that catches your eye and makes you look again, know that that's a sign. And that's all you got to do is just play, make a game out of it. Look for the signs when they come up and just be like, oh my God, I see you. And then there's going to be another one right after that. And get excited about it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is get excited about the little bitty things that you see that make you take a second look or make you kind of, wait, what was that? Did you see something? Was that a little flash? Was that a little flutter? Oh my God, I saw a feather on the ground. Was that for me? Yes, girls, were you? Like, and, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. To me, that's how yeah. it starts. Such good advice. Yeah. Little magic. Aaliyah, thank you so, so much for being here. Where can listeners find you? On the grams. Um, I, oh my gosh. I, they can find me under my handle. I think it's Aaliyah Ryder, R Y D E R. If not, it's Aaliyah Hui. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> H-U-I. Um, otherwise, I'm on Facebook and it's Mazel Tarot and Divination. And then that'll probably direct them to my Instagram. I'll yeah. link it in the show notes as well so people cool, can cool, easily cool. click <laughs> and find you. But Aaliyah, thank you so, so much for being here and thank sharing you. your story and sharing your wisdom and all of that. We super appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me on. I had so much fun. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.